black men, black fathers are not portrayed in the best light. And that's what black father experience is really all about. Get it out the way because they're either going to be happy for you or they're going to be disappointed. Either way, you still going to be a dad. Real black fatherhood is just the fact that we're around, you know, we're here and we love our kids. Welcome to the Black Father Experience, where we celebrate black dads all day, every day. What do you say, folks? Martin Smith. We're here for another another episode of the Black Father Experience. March is here. Spring is right around the corner. That means uh, butterflies coming out, snakes coming out, the bugs coming out. So uh, winter's over. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I am not a fan of the winter. <clears throat> Never been. I hate the cold. I'm from the south. I'm from the low country, and I do not like the cold weather. Never was a fan of it, so a lot of people are. I just tease a lot of a lot of my a lot of my friends because they actually love the fall. They can't wait for the fall to come for pumpkin spice and Hallmark movies and all that. I'm like, you don't need the cold weather for that. Tough it out. Drink some hot stuff in the summer. <laughs> some of that jazz, but um. This episode, actually, we're going to uh, hit on a, a topic that, you know, was on my mind last week. And um, I'll, start, I'll, start, I'll start with this. Let's start right this. You know that saying, it, uh, it takes a village to raise a child? That's what I'm going to surround my, uh, this episode around today is that, that, that quote. It takes a village to raise a child because... It does. It does. And listen to me when I tell you. <laughs> listen from this single black father. It does take a village to raise a child. Today shows us all about the importance of support and community. I I can't stress enough how I uh wish I had a very strong support system in the early stages of my daughter's life after she was born. Let me start, let, let me, let me say something. When I say that I didn't have a support system, meaning that I didn't have family and family like that around me when um, I was left with my daughter. Now, my family back home in, you know, in, in Charleston, they were very supportive. My sisters, mother, grandparent, aunt, they they were uh, very, very supportive. But that was only when I was in Charleston. We would take trips to Charleston and stuff. Shout out to my sisters who every now and then would make a trip up to wherever I was. That was very, very, very sparingly because, you know, they had their things they had to do. But... Every day, each day, 365 for those first, actually st still going, you know, I didn't have a, a, a village. I didn't have a community. That actually hurt me more personally than helped anything. Now, the story of, you know, my, me being left with my daughter, you know, her mom, you know, making a decision whatever. And after that, 
you know, I got promoted and I had to move to another city further up in North Carolina. And it was just me and my my four-month-old kid. <laughs> and we didn't know anybody. Um, I had to trust the daycare she was at. I didn't know anything about looking for a good daycare. I mean, I knew, the, the, you know, the, the, the important stuff. But, you know... You know, God be the glory, you know, Tara was fine in those day, those two daycares she was in, in that city we was in. Um, but I didn't develop any kind of uh, village, any tribe to help me with her. And when we lived in Hickory, um, moved to Athens, it was the same, same story. Me and the kid packed up a U-Haul and, and moved <laughs> to Athens. And there, when I, when I was there, you know, I thought, well, it'll be different, but it wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't give myself time to think about prioritizing things. I was always on the go, even when she was asleep at night, always on the go. Um, I didn't date. <laughs> I did not have a personal life, um, and I didn't take any time for myself. That that hurt me more than helped me. Um, I hoped to have it more when you know when she was an infant, but like I said, when we was by ourselves in that in that city, you know that it wasn't that. I I I couldn't trust anybody with my kid, especially after the situation she and I both went through. No. You're not watching my kid. Sidebar, I, I hate when random strangers volunteer to watch your kid. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't, if you're a, a, a stranger and you see a single parent, whatever, don't volunteer to watch their kids. L leave it to the parents to ask you if they trust you enough to do that. Back to the story. <laughs> so I had a lot of that going on. I'll watch your kid for you. I'll watch it for you. Thank you, but no thank you. People crazy. And that was my first thing. I, I, I wouldn't let Tala out of my sight. Wouldn't let her out of my sight. But ultimately, that cost me more than helped me. That's not to say I couldn't go out, make friends with somebody to develop a trust relationship to where I would be, feel comfortable with them to watch her. I just didn't do that. And, you know, there came times for me to make decisions for support. And then I just like, never mind, I'll just stay. I'll just stay home. Um, never mind. That was my favorite thing. Never mind. I'm good. And it wasn't me being tough guy. It was, it was just me being safe. And not being, not thinking of myself. Because it was, it was very easy for me to think that I would be selfish if I left my daughter with somebody she didn't know. I, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it when I was young, when uh, she was much smaller. I couldn't do that. Um, when I was in Athens, I uh, eventually started therapy. And 
even then, uh, she, my daughter was with me in my therapy sessions. Um, the therapist I was seeing, I, I forgot her name. I really want to shout her out, but I forgot her name. Um, she didn't mind it. She had toys and stuff for Tyler to play with while we had our sessions. And I, I, I really wanted my daughter to not be there because I did want that time for myself to actually get my feelings out and not particularly have to turn my hand and watch my daughter, make sure she okay and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I felt it, but my, my therapist at the time, she was excellent. She was great. She, uh, she made it work and she made me feel comfortable enough to, you know, get wherever I needed out. And while my daughter was right there playing with the toys and every five seconds coming to me and showing me things, um, but that, that's how it was. Um, so, you know, me being this, this single father, you know, raising raising my daughter, you know, doing the best, as, you know, as I could. At you know, I see a lot of the uh, a lot of my friends, um, whether they were a couple coupled with their kid's mom or, you know, co-parenting with their kid's mom. Um, I admit there was jealousy. There was envy. There was. Because it's, it's, it's weird how you can, you can look at someone who may often complain about certain things of either their girlfriend, their wife, or their, their co-parent. And I'm over here like, bro, <laughs> really? Like, you got it good. If I were you, I'd make it work however I could. Because you both share responsibility. You both are good parents to the child. At some point, you just got to suck it up. I envy that. I envy them because they had that relationship in order to kind of get free. You know, and I think that helped with them building their tribe, their community of support. They had each other. They may not have been together or even if they are married, they're together. They had that family dynamic. The co-parenting, the ones that co-parent, you know, they had that that relationship ain't necessarily had to be of a sexual nature or, or intimacy, anything like that, or relationship. They share a child. They had that relationship to where they they both shared their kid. They had the responsibility. It was a relationship that I, I, I envy that. I did. Um because I I know when I I'm a type of person who that I know when I got it good, I, I don't want to mess it up. I'm not saying that these people are. Like I said, the, the, you know, my friends, the, my friends who are dads, they're great dads. Like I said, I ain't friends with no deadbeats. So, you know, it, it ain't, ain't, ain't going to ever be like that. I ain't friends with no deadbeats. All my friends, my boys, whatever, they're great, great fathers, you know. And... So they, they had their, their tribe, they had their village, whether their family, their uh their child's mom's family. Bro, I don't have that. <laughs> I, I I never had that. It was only me, 
my daughter. And when we went back to home, where I'm from, my family. That was very rare because I, I didn't go home as much. And I didn't leave my daughter at home as much. If they asked for her, you know, of course I let them get her. It wasn't their responsibility to keep her. It wasn't my mother's responsibility to raise my daughter. It's mine. As easy as it is, not knocking people who do that, I'm not at all. But I just felt as though that that was my responsibility to raise my child. And so that's what I did. Um, eventually, things started turning around when I got back to the uh, area I am now, where I, I've lived after high, after graduating high school back in 2002. Coming up this way, I moved back to the area I came to for college when I graduated. And you know, things started kind of slowly turning around. I met some, some good people. My daughter started getting involved in extracurricular activities and started slowly developing a, a, a small tribe, a small circle. Family was up here too, and that helped a lot. And it was always reassured that for my friends that anytime you need me, I'm here. You know, and that helped. And I'm I'm a good judge of character. <laughs> I like to think so. And so the friends that who've watched my daughter, I trust them a hundred percent. And my daughter adores them, loves them. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed for that. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I've been blessed with that. And, and a lot of things I had to learn, and therapy helped a lot, is that I needed my time. You know, I didn't think that I, I needed that. I thought that, you know, I lived my life, let me raise my child to an age where I felt comfortable enough to live my life. But even when, after she was born, infancy, toddler stage, to now almost a preteen, I, I needed that time for myself. I just wasn't putting in the time or effort to, to do that. And so what I say to you today is single parents, co-parenting, whatever, you got to develop that support system. You got to develop a support system, family, friends, whatever, a tribe, that will help you take care of your child. I know it's a very crazy world out there. And um, I actually have some, some tips. Actually, uh, it's called Six Ways Single Parents Can Create a Support System. I got this list from yourtango.com. That's Y-O-U-R-T-A-N-G-O.com. Shout out to the folks at yourtangle.com for this article. So you don't have a support system. Well, I've got six ways single parents can create a support system. Number one, prioritize your needs. Now, to avoid making ongoing and unnecessary sacrifices that will eventually lead to a burnout. Trust me. Trust me. Rank what matters most. Put them in order and have that be the start of your support system. Now, not everything, what I had to learn is not everything had to get done that day. 
give you an example <clears throat> of how you know I I ain't know I was about doing everything at one time. I remember living in Hickory, right around my boss one time, and he was in my car. This is where my daughter was at daycare. I was riding to a customer. He's like, dude, how is your car so clean and you have a, an infant? You have a little baby. Why is your car so clean? I'm like, man, you got to keep it clean. You know, that's that's how anal I was. My car was clean. I was always clean. My my apartment was always clean. No dishes ever left in the sink. It was only me. No, no clothes. Everything that was in the dryer got folded. You know, I I did it all with the baby hanging from me. and every, You know, I, I got everything done, but... Yeah, at the end of the night, I was burned out. And me being a knucklehead I am, I didn't know if I was burned out. I remember not being in a good mood with myself. Uh, now I know I was burned out. I was doing too much. I prioritized my kid. And she, she was number one. And everything else, work came after. And then that took up most of my time. But other stuff other than that, I think I could have waited until another day or two to get to. So prioritize your needs. Number two, ask for and accept help from your village. Now, you prioritize your needs. So start with the top three. Now start asking your village for help with these items. Now, asking for help and accepting help requires vulnerability, but this will also get easier. No firsthand this, no firsthand about this. I do not like asking for help. No one does. If you're a single parent, you have to. And I'm not, not saying that, you know, I'm saying develop some way, somehow that you will accept help. You ask for help and accept it. Ask for help. And if someone just, uh, Randomly volunteers help, accept it. You have nothing to prove to anybody. And I don't, I didn't think that I did. Cause like I said, I, I just, my whole priority was raising this kid and making sure she was raised to the best of my ability, but I needed help. I just didn't get out of my mind to accept it. Eventually I did. Eventually I did. Number three, scout the village for a tribe. Connecting with other single parents is one of the greatest resources for the support you'll find. Also, connecting with married couples and creating that friendship with healthy boundaries. Let me back up and go back to my, my time in um, Athens when I was living in Athens, Georgia. I want to give a very special shout out to my boy Barry, that lives in uh, lives in Georgia, <clears throat> and his wife Janine. That couple took me and Tyler in as one of theirs, and Barry's whole family took us in. And I'm forever grateful, and I love them to this day. And I'm like I said, forever grateful to them to this day because he used to, you know, Barry and I were colleagues with my job and you know we're working on working on one account you know we just got to talking and everything then that turned to hey man y'all come on over to the cookout then that turned into oh yeah you know this my sister you know and then sister be like yeah i'll watch it for you y'all boys go out and have fun stuff like that 
And then, you know, it came into every other weekend thing. We were over there for the cookout taller, playing with their kids and everything. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That was a a tribe I developed while living in Georgia. I want to make sure I I I I I give the respect to that dude and his family. Even down to his mom, yo. Like they 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 took me in and I'm forever grateful to them. That's what you gotta do. You know, you gotta scout the village for a tribe. Find like mind, you know, find the people who you who you can connect with that that'll help you. Create that friendship with the healthy boundaries. And when I say healthy boundaries, making sure you're you're within a range that you're comfortable with. That makes you comfortable, makes your child safe, and makes you safe. Number four is provide another role model. You know, uh, utilize youth programs, the YMCA, Big Brother, Big Sister programs. You know, this will, you know, help you kill two birds with one stone. You know, you get rest, you know, and they receive the extra friends, you know, the mentorship. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to uh, recharge and refresh yourself and, and, and be in that space, that mind space that your child needs to see you in. And my daughter always saw me burnt out. She always saw me a mess. And I, I, if I could take back those moments, I would. Um, to this day, if she sees me burnt out, she'll say, Daddy, are you okay? And I have to put on the smile and let her know Dad's okay. She, you know, I, 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 I utilized, you know, the uh, YMCA when I, when I moved back to the area. And made sure that she was around kids of her age, always ex extracurricular activities. So provide another role model. Number five, join a virtual tribe. Plenty of Facebook groups out there. You know, they, they could help you find that supporting tribe. And eventually these groups can lead to meetup, playdates, and if trustworthy, they become babysitters. Um, I'm not too keen on that one with the virtual aspect, but, you know, you got to vet these people, vet these groups. If you're comfortable with it, give it a shot. It'll help you build that, that community. Finally, number six, choose your battles. Support yourself by knowing what the small stuff is and by letting it go. Will it matter tomorrow, next week? Single parents, you're everyday warriors. You're courageous and strong, but life doesn't have to feel like a fight. But I tell you what, I wish I'd known all of that before. I'm bringing you these, this information. I'm bringing you my experiences so that you can learn. It's okay to ask for help, build the community, start that tribe. You know, I, I think back a lot on what my daughter and I went through and how we, you know, we came to this position today that we are in, you know, not saying we were rock bottom. I may have hit rock bottom. But my daughter would never know that. She doesn't have to. Eventually, I, I got myself together and I found help. You know, I found a village. I found a tribe. I developed that friendships with certain people. And then, I, and then I actually moved back to an area where I had those friends. That helped. All my daughter would ever know was that her dad loved her. He took care of her. And he did what he had to do. Kids don't need to know the specifics of parents. Parents, you don't ever have to explain yourself to your kids. Don't. 
as always with the Black Father Experience, we support mental health and we support everybody seeking that help that they need. If you know somebody that's going through something, if you know that single parent that's that's struggling, reach out. Reach out and ask them if they need help. Volunteer help. Sometimes just talk to them. They may need an air to a vent. Just do that. You'll be doing a lot. Um, Pop Chat. Pop Chat was, uh, was a couple... <laughs> Was a the last pop chat ep, ep, well the only one was um, oh boy it was a success it was a success, um, you can actually check out the Black Father Experience Instagram page for that interview with my boy Jamal Smalls, uh, straight out of Charlotte North Carolina excellent black dad, uh, be on the lookout for the next pop chat coming really really soon I should be advertising that that. Uh, Instagram live episode really, really soon. So be on the lookout for that. Black Father Experience. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to it. Peace.